0: Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a
1: plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey everybody! Welcome into the podcast. It's Plan with the tax
0: man Tony Morrow and myself hanging out to talk investing, finance, and retirement. And this week on the show, we're going to talk uncommon sense. Tony, I got some statements here, some axioms that uh, I think everybody will agree with. I'm pretty pretty common knowledge that we all say yes, that makes sense. We'll nod our head, but yet when we go to put these in practice, especially you know these financial things, we tend to do the opposite making them a bit uncommon. So we're going to dive into that this week and chat about it. But first, how you doing? You doing all right?
1: I'm doing good. You know, it's survived tax season <laughs> and the weather's getting warmer and, you know, everybody's kind of getting back outside a little bit. So I don't, you know, the sun starts shining and, and uh, everybody seems like they're in a, in a better mood, you know? So yeah, well, all is good up here.
0: That's good. Better mood around all around is good. But there's there's certainly a lot going on right now too, obviously from a financial standpoint facing our country and, just the world in general, and so some of these things we're going to kind of bring up as we go through these axioms, as I said, because it seems like now more than ever we we want to make sure that we're certainly thinking these things through and, and working with someone to help sure uh, ensure that we're going to have the kind of retirement we've been hoping for, because it's you know it's getting a little different out there. It's a little different, little change. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some there's a change in the wind, that's for sure, so to speak. So anyway, let's dive in and knock these out a little bit. Buy low, sell high. You're not going to find one person that doesn't agree or disagree, I should say, with this theory, right? We all know it, but Tony, more times than not, we do not put this into practice. We might do it when it comes to looking for the best price on gas in town, but we we don't do it when it comes to investing.
1: No, and really, and it's so funny. And and I I picked this topic today because I've actually had talks with clients over the last couple of months uh, just on these types of topics, and so. The buy low, sell high. You know, is, is the age old age old adage, you know, in the market, and nobody wants to do it. Really, it's based on mostly emotion. The story I'm going to tell today is I, I, I actually have had I've had two employees, and you know, they're both accountants, and they they don't have any investment experience at all, and you know they're starting to get into the hype of you know they see the market keep going up and up and up, and they actually want to buy a Bitcoin. And they, you know, they've done a little research on it. And I said, well, how much, you know, research have you done? And I just looked on the internet and, but they, the point there though, is everybody kind of wants in at probably the, I don't want to say the wrong time. You know, it's, there's never really a wrong time, but you know, they want to buy high and well, you have the same conversation when things are going bad in the market and nobody wants to do anything. But yet when you just have a conversation about it, it's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll always do that. But in reality, Uh, They don't, you know, Um, I've got a couple of accounting clients that have called me and they're just, they literally shoot me an email and say, well, what do you think about this stock? I think I want to buy some and they don't even know anything about it. They just heard about it, you know? uh, So I I think sometimes you get caught up in that hype and you get caught up in the euphoria when the market is going up Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not saying that's the exact wrong time to buy, but I, I, I don't know if I would just go, you know, speculating. You know, okay. at, at Go willy way. nilly
0: or hog wild, right? Yeah, it needs yeah. to
1: be part of a bigger, the bigger picture, so to speak.
0: Well, know. I think one of the values, Tony, that you guys as advisors bring to the relationship is the fact that you're not emotionally invested. I mean, you're invested in your clients, obviously, and you want to do the very best job you can for them. It's important yeah. work that you guys are doing when you're talking about planning and helping someone maintain their their nest egg. But at the same time, you can approach it with a bit more objectiveness. Uh, and often when we see, you know, when the, it, look, nobody has a problem when everything's riding high, but that's when right. we have the falls, you know, people are like, get me out of here, get me out yeah. of the, you know, and that's when you really got to start to talk people through the process and maybe off the ledge, um, so that they don't wind up hurting themselves.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they do. And they just get so hung up on, you know, because there's so much news coming at us all, all day long <laughs> yeah, exactly. nowadays and, and so much information at our fingertips and Sometimes, you know, you, you you watch a little too much TV and you think, you know, well, I, I can do this. And, and it's just not not the best thing to do. I mean, I think it needs to be, if you're investing, it needs to be part of a plan. I mean, I, I again, I got another story. I mean, a fairly wealthy client just came in and dropped some money into his investments. He wants to invest it all right away. I said, well, let's, let's just dollar cost average it in the market over the next six, eight months. Let's not just throw it all into something, you know, just because... You know, you think he he really has a uh, passion for the airline industry because he thinks it's a beat up industry, and it is. Sure. Yeah. Coming out of COVID, but you know that's just not the only reason you should just go and throw all your money in
0: that. Yeah, having a good strategy. No, I agree. And again, I think that's where the value comes in, right? It's that sounding board to say, "Hey, I got this great idea," and then your advisor is like, "Okay, well, talk to me about it," and then let's talk about points, counterpoints, and yeah, work our way through it. All right, so that's that first one there in learning through some uncommon sense. Uh, how about this one, Tony? So, I mean, obviously the show is planned with the tax man, your tax doctor, Inc. So taxes is right up your alley. Yep. Uh, don't pay more in taxes than we have to. Well, l- people listening are going to go, duh. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody. I don't think there's anybody out on the street corner with a sign volunteering to say, ooh, ooh, let me pay more taxes, right? Mm-hmm. But when you start to dissect things, Tony, you, you often find that is the case, especially with retirees and pre-retirees. We're not being as tax efficient as we could be.
1: Yes. And through tax season, you know, I think a lot of people confuse tax preparation with tax planning. Sure. And I always try to tell them, you know, tax preparation is nothing more than a compliance activity that you got to do because the government says, you know, we got to kind of reconcile our income and pay our fair share if we haven't paid enough. And it, that's not the time to do the tax planning. The tax planning is supposed to occur all year long. I think that's one one thing, and a lot of people don't get it. And even if you do give them a couple of tips at tax preparation time, they forget to go out and implement it. And which is why you, I think you need somebody that can help you tax plan year round. The other thing, though, too, is I think a lot of people think that tax planning is really only for the very wealthy. And since they've you know got a job, a W-2, and you know maybe some kids and just you know home mortgage or whatnot, that there's nothing left for them. And that's totally not the case. It may not be as quite as sophisticated as if, you know, you you were extremely wealthy and being able to cut your taxes by maybe as much, but there are a lot of things you can do. One, and still the best deal on the street is generally your 401k. And I mean, the, the stats that I see just from our own clients of the people that don't invest in their employer's retirement plan are mind boggling. I mean, and that's, that's the easiest one out there. So yeah, true. They, they they really need to get with their advisor, you know, get with somebody, whether it's your financial advisor, your tax advisor, you know, and learn to, you know, at least get the basics, uh, right, right, because otherwise, yeah, you're just kind of running running blind, and you know, you just yeah, you're paying your fair share, but. You're not doing anything to proactively keep it at a minimum legally. I mean, you know that's, that's and that's the best that's, way that's to the thing,
0: it. right? You know, sometimes we get all wrapped up in these conversations about who pays the most or the little or whatever you know that it might be, mm-hmm. and often the people that have surely have the resources to hire folks, a, a team of folks, to make sure that they pay as little as possible. It's not, you know, that's a whole conversation about a tax loophole. It's not really a loophole if it's in the code, right? It's just finding out what's there and how you can best take advantage of what's written. It's just black and white,
1: right? It's just black and white. Yeah. Right. And it, it, it's, like you said, it's, you know, um, if it's in the code, you know, you can use it. If you don't have the financial resources to do some of that complicated stuff, then yeah, that that's not that's for you. But yeah. there, are, there are some things for the average person that Sure. Should be taken advantage of if, if you're spending the money anyway.
0: Yeah, and often not. So, again, don't pay more in taxes than we have to. We would all agree with that yet we often find that we're doing more than we maybe need to or should, and you can be more efficient. Or at least, if nothing else, you could be more efficient. So, And leaving that behind to legacies and heirs and things of that nature is also usually paramount in that conversation as well. But we'll keep moving on. Uh, Keeping costs low. Again, nobody's going to disagree with this. I'd mentioned the gas price or Mm -hmm. bargain shopping, 50% sale, buy one, get one free. We look for all that stuff, Tony, but when it comes to our investments, we often think we're paying... How many times have you heard somebody say, well, I only pay 1%, right? Yeah. Or something like that. And it's like, no, you pay your advisor 1%. (laughs) But let's talk about what you got,
1: right? That's exactly it. And I think a lot of times, at least what I see is people don't... Especially in, in funds, in annuities, and some other things, they don't know what the fees are. And, you know while they may say, Hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep my fees low. I don't want to maybe necessarily work with an advisor and pay you plus uh, the fees. They have no idea what, what they are. And, and a lot of times they're a little shocked because some of that's not, you know, I, I don't want to say it, it's hidden, but it, it just didn't out there in front of you and it's not really disclosed. And I think uh, if I can offer any tips to anybody is if you are working with an advisor, you should know what, what they're making. And most advisors, you know, if, if they're, you know, uh, any good, I would say, you know, I mean, they're going to tell you, you know, I, I mean, I just like anybody else, they deserve to get paid for their mm-hmm. advice, but you want to keep your costs reasonable and you want to make sure that, you know, they're, they're not crazy high, but I think at the same time, you know, you've, you've got to, uh you got to dig a little and, and make sure you're understanding what some of those fees are. I had one guy this year, again, I like to, I like to tell stories. He came in Now get this. So he comes in now he, he does all his own trading. He came in, he was so proud. He had 689 trades and at, a, at a, one of those deep discounters, he brought it in for us for taxes. Okay. And he didn't pay a ton in fees uh, but a lot. you know it ended up because he traded so much even even at the very low prices his his fees were quite high, and I said, did you ever yeah. look at this in you know, in total? And, no, he never had. He just looked at that you know per trade fee. so they were in excess of about four percent. plus on top of that, mm-hmm. he was telling me that he traded options, you know which is a very, very risky speculation. and uh, he had actually lost about seventeen thousand dollars in two thousand and twenty when I said, man, you could have you could have picked a number threw a dart at a board, done pretty much anything, <laughs> and not do that. Right. Uh, right. And so yeah, sometimes they just they get a little yeah. They get a little crazy with that. Yeah. So but it is something to watch.
0: Well, you know what? And that's actually a really good segue to talk about my final two pieces here on this list. Uh you know, we could pull out the grandma ism and call it don't put all your eggs in one basket if you wanted to, Tony. But most people just they understand that we're supposed to be diversified, but they still don't really understand how to do it or what it is. And to that point, so let's use the example of like mutual funds for, uh, for this scenario. You know, somebody will come in and they'll say, "Hey, I bought ten different mutual funds from ten different companies, uh, and you know, I, I'm diversified because I got them in different places, and I'm good to go." Right, and so to the conversation of keeping costs low, well, there's probably fees in every single one of those mutual funds. But talk yes. to us about why having 10 mutual funds is not really necessarily being diversified.
1: Yeah. I mean, mutual funds, just like stocks, if you have 10 different mutual funds and they're, let's say most or all are investing in the same sector. And they usually you know,
0: are, right? They're not they, They're usually, not cross-checking they, each other.
1: No, they're not cross-checking. So if you had 10 mutual funds and they were all international funds... Yeah. You have some diversification amongst international investments, but when that area tends to go down, that you asset know, class, you, right? Yeah. 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 That, that class. And, and there, you know, there, there it goes for you.
0: Yeah. But well, and often Tony, we see those being large cap, right? Most of the time when people come yeah. in and they have mutual funds, they're all in large
1: cap. They're um, all in large cap. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they're, they're so proud. They've got all these mutual funds and they've got all these different investments, but I tell them, well, it's really all in the same sector. Right. And, you know, if now so, there's t- software. Right. Can, yeah.
0: If, if it's tech, for example, which most times it is, right? You know, the big, the FANG stock, so on and so forth. When it takes a tank, that sector has a bad week or month or whatever. They all go down.
1: They all go down. Yeah. yeah. So you need some and small
0: cap. You need some, you need some international. You need some large cap. You need
1: a little bit of everything. You do need a little bit of everything. And that does temper a little bit. And, and again, we were just talking about the market being high. Some clients don't want that because they say, "Well, God, I want I want to be all in this area because boy, the market's just doing so well." well right, I, right. As long as you're you know aware of the risks, because right. you, in my mind, you'd rather take a little bit less overall and have a smoother ride mm, mm-hmm. than, but by being diversified. Yeah than to uh, try to, which I think we're going to talk about next, timing the market mm-hmm. yep. and being wrong. And, and, you know, if anybody tells you they can time it, then I think you should run. Right. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, kind of back to that story you were just talking about a minute ago with the with the fella doing some speculating and and doing some options and doing, you know, and like you you, know, like you said, you could have thrown a dart at a board and, and probably came out better in 2020. And look, at the end of the day, it's virtually impossible. I mean, you know, you can say, oh, I've, I've got to get in on this digital currency thing. And then Elon tweets out something and tanks it, you know, for yeah. uh, and then the next week he says something else and it shoots yes. through the roof. And then, you know, so when are you picking the right time to make the move? It's almost impossible, right? I mean, it's like trying to catch a bullet train, you know, while it's moving. You can't do it.
1: You can't do it. That's a lot to do back with, you know, the emotions and whatnot. And when clients ask us just a, well, Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to buy this in particular, say stock. Mm-hmm. And after we ask them, you know, why, if it's not part of our plan, I generally say, well, look, you know, wh- what's the buy, sell criteria, you know? And they ask, what do you mean? I said, well, wh- when are we selling? If you buy it right now, wh- what's, what's going to trigger you to sell that? Is it just me calling you up and say, oh, I think it's time. Or is it something here on the news? Uh, and that's if it goes up or down, you know, so, and they have no plan. So that's that whole market timing. They think they're going to just kind of time it right. And
0: right. What's your strategy? What's its purpose? Yeah. Right.
1: It's just, to me, that's not part of a good sound financial plan, especially, I mean, market timing, I mean, it's been said over and over again that it, like I say, it's impossible to do uh, consistently over the long term. And to me that, that it, it's so nerve wracking, you know, is yeah. why, well, why, why do I do that?
0: Right. It's kind of like, uh, you know, if you're a duffer, if you get out there and play a little golf and you enjoy it and you're not bad, but you know you're not good and you happen to be on a par three hole and you get a hole in one, right? Totally attainable and you get one. It's, it's kind of sometimes it's awesome and it's also the worst thing for your game because yes. now you're like, well, hey, I got this figured out next time I hit mm-hmm. this par three. I'm going to be able to do this again, and it's the same kind of thing. If you get lucky and you have a and you have a big winner in the market, it kind of gives you this false bravado, like you know, I figured this out. I know what I'm the next Warren Buffett. You know? Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. like I mean, you even the great that. Warren Buffett says, if you're not prepared to be in the market for ten years, don't be in it for ten minutes.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly true. I mean, it's uh, timing
0: is impossible. It's just one of those things. And again, so Tony, I think most people, again, would agree with all of these statements. We've all heard these. We've all said these. We all know these to be fairly common sense. Yet we tend to do the opposite, especially if we don't have somebody in our corner, a good strategy, a good plan. And a good sounding board to talk to. So we're going to wrap it up this week on Plan with the tax man. But if you need a sounding board, if you need some help, make sure you reach out to a qualified professional before you take any action. Like Tony, he's an EA and a CFP of 23 plus years, helping folks get to and through this situation. So reach out to him. Find him online at yourplanningpros.com. That is yourplanningpros.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Whatever platform you like to use, but definitely reach out to Tony. You can find all that information at the website, again, yourplanningpros.com. Tony, I'm going to let you go. I know this evening you've got some plans going out for a little wine pairing and tasting, so I hope you enjoy them. All
1: right, sounds good. Well, take care until next time.
0: We'll talk to you next time here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow from Tax Doctor Inc.
1: Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Investment Advisory Services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance Services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency.